What's up, my Rockies? We're back. Episode 7, uh, Rocks in the Outfield. Before we get started, let me go ahead and let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter, at Rocks in the OF, uh, Apple iTunes, Rocks in the Outfield, rate five stars, review, and again, on Spotify, at Rocks in the Outfield again. Make sure you're following, subscribe, take a screenshot post, and tweet it at me. Uh, you never know what you might get. Uh, if you do that. Also, I wanted to announce a new website that I started just having all this downtime from the quarantine. Uh, Locker Room Sports, essentially just kind of like a sports website where I'm going to put out some writing, um, a lot of like non-Angel stuff, a lot of NFL, NBA, uh, NCAA stuff, just to kind of get my writing out there. And, um, you know, everyone, ha- you know, if, if you have a lot of time with the quarantine, I think now is the time to kind of do something that you've been wanting to do for a while, and that's uh, something on, that's been on my list for a minute. Um, we're back. We're back in uh, still no baseball, but like I said, I'm still going to put out an episode every week, and uh, we're like right in the middle of this quarantine. And I think, uh, so today is Friday, April 3rd, and I think the first time throughout this whole quarantine that I've been bored was actually Friday, or not Friday, it was uh, like I don't know, maybe Monday, I think Saturday last week or like Monday, right around that like tone where I was like every day kind of felt like a Sunday. I didn't know when I was going to go back to work. I, you know, I didn't know it could be any minute where they say, Hey, you're coming back to work the next day. So, uh, my work has temporarily suspended, uh, us coming in. I mean, don't worry. We're still getting paid. Um, and everything's all fine like that. I know I'm a lot luckier than a bunch of other people, but, um, yeah, work suspended, so really it's just kind of sit and wait around, um, and I've basically just been doing that, is I've been, uh, you know, Netflixing like a bunch of you guys have, I've been playing Madden, MLB The Show, uh, hanging out with the lady a lot more, and just basically missing baseball. It's hard, it's uh, it's really hard for me to like, kind of uh, figure out like what to do, or you know, how to get through the day. Um, during the day, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, one of the things that I think has passed my time is just thinking about baseball. The, the old games kind of don't do it for me, but you know, the maybe like different teams that I don't watch often and I don't know the outcome. That's always fun, but there's only so much baseball you could really watch. Uh, old baseball, like you, I could watch live baseball all day, but old stuff is just kind of not really my, uh, 
my niche. Um, I've been watching Ozark on Netflix a lot. I don't know if you guys are into that. Ozark is a great show. For those of you that don't know, it's kind of like Breaking Bad. Uh, if Breaking Bad took place in like Missouri or like the South, um, it does have Jason Bateman. It's a pretty cool actor. And, uh, of course, uh, I've seen Tiger King, which everybody's raving about. It is nuts. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Tiger King, um, this story is probably one of the craziest stories of the year. And it's a guy from Oklahoma who just has, like, 200 big cats. And there's just a bunch of, uh, like, I don't know, drama and PETA. And, like, he's trying to get shut down. And the lady that's trying to shut him down, like, killed her husband. And, you know, some guy steps in to, to bail him out financially. And, of course, that guy turns out to be a scumbag. And it, it's just a great story. It's a great way to kill seven hours. Um if you're missing baseball that bad, I mean, and you're tired of playing the show, you're tired of playing Madden, um, that's probably one of the things to check out. Um, been uh, been doing a lot of, like, Twitter stuff. Twitter's cool. But uh, I'm really excited about Locker Room Sports. If you guys if you guys are listening, pause this for a second. Go check it out, lockerroomsports.ca.com. And it's really where I'm just going to be doing a lot of writing. When the uh, Angels season eventually starts, if we get 100 games or 162 um, I'm going to be putting out a bunch of uh, videos on there of like the daily Rocks and Outfield blog and then uh, some stories. You know, it's not going to be as good as like the um, the national media and stuff, but it's going to be my take written uh, or in video. And I think that's where you should check it out. We also do have a lot of great contributors. Uh, we have Carl, we have Noah, Eddie, and we're looking to add on uh, some more guys. So if you're interested in writing um, and you have a team that you like, you know, maybe that's a little more obscure, maybe like Chicago Bears or like the, um, I don't know, Miami Heat or something. Let me know and we will uh, we'll talk and I'll see if I can get you up there in writing. Uh, this week we're kind of going to be light. Obviously, there's not a lot of baseball to be talked about. There's obviously some news, but again, it's not flooded. There's no games. There's not really any injury updates. and um, So expect a pretty light episode. I mean, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Angel stuff going on, and then I do have a guest. We have Diamondback fan Noah coming on hey. um, later on in the episode. Um, but yeah, that'll be towards the end. Um, right now, I think I'm just trying to think of like what I've been doing to the quarantine and kind of you know use this time to tell you guys. And um, I don't know. I mean, if you guys have any ideas of what I should be doing, or maybe anything to help pass the time, any Netflix documentaries that you guys want me to watch. Go ahead and uh, shoot those over because I have a ton of time. I've been playing Madden too much, been playing too much to show, and I've kind of just been, you know, waiting for some good news, uh, so to say. So uh, that's something I'll be looking forward to. Um, I guess that's about it for me is just I've just been hanging out, and I don't know if there's really much to do, but if you guys have anything, let me know. Um, The Angels, I think uh, Charles Barkley had that scary news thing where he said he had COVID and you know he was around the Angels for a while uh, in spring training but I th- from what I've heard I don't think the Angels have really had any um, people hit with the symptoms or anything or I think everyone is good and healthy um, so I think that was kind of like a bullet dodged I just uh, don't know you know it, it's it's going to be tough to see obviously the symptoms like hide for a couple days but let me 
let me check real quick just to make sure. Um, it looks like the only thing I get when I type uh, Angels COVID-19 MLB, it's going to be Jim Edmonds uh, underwent testing. And it doesn't look like uh, – it looks like a day ago he was – you know, he didn't have it. He must have just had uh, pneumonia or something. And I think that's what um, that's what it's saying. So I think the only angel to so far get it is a – older guy, Jim Edmonds. So, I mean, I guess that's obviously you don't want anyone to get it, but I mean, if that's the only angel that's going to get it, I mean, that's fine. Um, as long as it's not Fletcher or Trout or whatever, that's okay. Um, yeah, better not be Otani. Otani, stay home. Um, MLB union discusses opening season in empty stadiums. We kind of touched on this a little bit last episode. Um, I think it would be rough. It would be really hard to get, um, I mean, obviously views would go up, which is great for MLB and their growth. But, I mean, it's just so hard to, like, I don't know. Would you guys still watch 100-something games with no all on TV? Like, I know it would be rough for me personally because I like going to the games and I have, uh, you know, plans to make some vlogs for every home game. And um, I just think that an empty stadium would be rough. I'm a season ticket holder, so, I mean, I guess it would kind of be nice to get some money back and if they did that. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll, I'll take it. Because, like, I'd rather have some baseball than nothing. And having some baseball, like, if I got to watch it at home all the time, I think that'll make for some pretty cool, like, viewing parties. But at the same time, like, I mean, I if I don't go to a stadium in all of 2020, that's going to kind of be rough. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't know if you guys are. Let me know. Um, I guess, I, I mean, what choice do I have? I mean, I guess I'd still watch, but... Um, I don't think, uh, you know, it would be, you know, I guess the views would go up, but I don't really see any any other benefit other than that. Um, did you guys forget they made the playoffs, like, one team bigger? Yeah. So, like, that's, like, Seven, right? that's crazy. That, I mean, I, I totally forgot about that, and that was just, like, two weeks ago. Like, time, time no longer exists. Nope. Like, there's no difference between Monday morning, Friday night. Like, everything is the same. And uh, one of the things that, like, is crazy – is that they expanded the MLB playoffs, and I forgot until right now. So with the combination of that expanded playoffs and then the possibility that they're only going to play about 100 or something games, I don't think they can get to 162. Um, I've heard on like ESPN or MLB Network that they might do seven-inning doubleheaders which would be tough for some guys. Obviously, Trout's chasing 300. Pujols is chasing seven. Um, and that would really fuck some of these guys over, I think. And, uh, you know, it would be it would be rough. But at the same time, I don't think it would be a great idea to do that. I mean, it, but again, like I said, I'll take any baseball other than none. Um, and I think we're going to have to start getting ready for – uh, we're going to have to start bracing ourselves for a year with a canceled season. Um, now, while that would be tough and it does obviously like affect everyone's plans and stuff, like I think safety is one of the biggest things. And I couldn't think of a bigger like place to get COVID than a full MLB stadium. Like that has to be one of the grossest places uh, ever. And uh, like, I mean, any, any stadium, like, would have to be good. There's kids, there's adults, there's, you know, sometimes you go to the store, grocery store, and you see a guy, you know, a person that maybe doesn't look the mo- the cleanest or whatever. And, like, imagine 
a bunch of those people at like the stadium and it just wouldn't be like I don't know it just wouldn't be like that health I mean 100% wouldn't be healthy at all so I mean I guess I'll take baseball with no fans I guess I'll take seven inning double headers but I mean it's really no choice I, I'm kind of almost leaning to just cancel the season um it would suck like we would lose a year of service from uh, Jason Castro, Julio Tehran, Tommy Lastella, Andrelton Simmons would all be free agents. Um, we would lose a year off of Trout's contract. We'd lose a year off of Rendon's contract, which is still okay. I mean, it's still six plus years or whatever. So I don't know. One of the things there I think is just it's just rough. It's it's such a weird time, and of course it's like the the year that I start a podcast. And the year that I start a video series and the year that I want to do all these things, you know, it's a little selfish of me to complain about it, but you know, it is, it is, it does kind of suck. You know, I was getting ready to launch a bunch of things and do a bunch of stuff. And, um, right now it just seems like it's just been like a bunch of surveys and what ifs and do a lineup with players you thought were on your team or do a lineup of this, do a lineup of that. And, um, you know, it is pretty cool, but it, like at the same, I mean, how much, how long is it going to go on for? If we cancel the season, it's going to be create a lineup from now till December, or you know, create this until whatever. So, um, one of the things that I did last week is I did it on Twitter at uh, Rocks in the OF um, and Locker Room Sports uh, CA dot com is create a lineup using. Um, your initials. So, for instance, like, my name is Max uh, Farias. So, my name is, like, exactly nine initials. And let's just run through that uh, lineup real quick. So, basically, use the first... So, my first initials M, second A, X, exactly, all the way down to F-A-R-I-A-S. Uh, first one on my list was Mike Trout. Obviously, M, Mike Trout, perfect, easy pick. Um, second for me was Anthony Rendon. Again, another angel pick for me. Uh, the X kind of gave me some trouble because obviously not a ton of players with the first name X. So I had to go Xander Bogarts at short, um, which is fine. I mean, he's not the worst player. Oh, I mean, he could potentially, yeah, he could be good next year. No one knows. First base had to go with the local kid, Freddie Freeman. Um, then after that for the A, Aaron Judge. R had to go Ronald Acuna. I had to go Ian Happ again with the I. I was very limited, and um, it was, you know, there wasn't many options. Ian Desmond, Ian Happ, uh, basically all the Ians. And then A for uh, catcher, I went Austin Barnes. Just again, very limited at, uh, I had to get a catcher, and it was Austin Barnes. And then S, Steven Strasburg. Um, it was easy. I mean, that was, mine was one of the easier names. I saw some other good ones. Um, I think Carl Cervantes tweeted a pretty good one for White Claw, right? Not the rankings. He okay. did uh, his I mean, his own thing. He had like Christian Yelich, uh, Albert Pujols. I think it was like it was pretty. It was a pretty stacked lineup. And I thought like I was like my lineup is super stacked. I was, but then his was like twice as much. White Claw. Oh, he did do it with White Claw. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. see. So Carl did one with White Claw. Of course, this guy's like a White Claw fanatic, and he did all timers. So he has. Uh, Willie Mays at the WCF, H, Hank Aaron, uh, Pudge for the I, Ted Williams, 
Edgar Martinez, Chase Utley, which I feel like he could have went someone way better there. <laughs> uh, Lance Berkman, first base, Simmons, shortstop, and Whitey Ford as a starting pitcher. That's pretty tight. I don't, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah. But Carl, that was uh, Carl, the White Claw guy, who it's kind of that's kind of he's kind of molding into that role. Um, that was pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take a second to thank all the Twitter um interact interactions i've been getting um i did a giveaway and we had about 20 to 30 people jump in and um it was cool i have a bunch of angels like memorabilia like i have a bunch of uh you know signed photos and cards and tickets and like well i'm not giving away like mike trout stuff because like i mean that's <laughs> I don't have much of it, and it's, like, pretty expensive. And same thing with Otani. Like, it's super expensive to get an Otani ball. Um, you have one? I, I've had a couple, but right now I don't have any. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, like, I, I did a giveaway of a Vlad photo, uh, Michael Hermosillo debut ticket, and then a Justin Upton signed card. Um, all three autographs are authentic and will pass any authentication company. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to the people that joined and let alone the people that won, um, at little Ruby 18, one, uh, Mandy, Mandy three, PL Rainey, uh, at T mom lady at I love baby cows at felons, Austin at yo Chewy 24 at Kenneth G trout season. It's raging sporty Utah unknown cracker <laughs> Joe Schmo 24 Elaine baseball Fletch was safe. My favorite account. Uh, Migueroa03, who that guy, Halo Season, he's really involved on Twitter. And then Dope It's Eddie. Um, all 17 of you guys, thank you for joining. I'm actually surprised we didn't have more. I'm missing some names. Uh, I'm missing Carl, Noah, my girl, everybody. I don't know why you guys didn't join. Um, <laughs> Already won free stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> people people uh, don't like to win twice, I guess. Um, but, yeah, I want to thank you guys for being so interactive on Twitter. And... Um, you know, really making this page grow with your likes, retweets, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm really um, excited uh, to have you guys on there, and I love interacting with you guys on there. Um, one of the things, I mean, today is obviously a tough day, really, really tough day. Um, it would have been opening day, or not opening day, the home opener for the Angels. And on a Friday night in Southern Cal, the weather's freaking perfect, and you know, I think right now I would have been at work, uh, you know, probably getting ready to get off and go hang out with the boys. But, I mean, it's it's the first season ticket that is postponed of mine. It's like the, you know, there's just so many things that are, like, uh, correlating with today. Like, right now we should have been, I should have been planning, like, all right, what am I going to do after work? I'm going to go pick up a 12-pack. I'm going to go to my friend's house. We're going to pregame there. We're going to Uber to the stadium. We're going to go watch a game. And yeah, it would have been against Houston. I mean, all the Dodger fans would have been there. Like it's just one of those things where like, fuck man, like I wish it was still going on. And I wish that, uh, like, I don't know. It's just something ripped away from us. And I'm sure everyone's feeling the same way, but I know that angel stadium was going to be packed. Golden road is going to be packed. Um, just one of those things that like, man, like you kind of got ripped away. And, uh, you know, when, when this date has been circled on your calendar for so long, it's just kind of one of those things, man. It just sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Um, whoever, you know, 
one guy ate a bat halfway across the world and now I can't watch baseball. <laughs> so, I mean, I know it's me being a little selfish, but I mean, really it's one of the few things that I really rank high up there that I really care about. And it's like, I would do, you know, a bunch of stuff. Like I would, I would miss a bunch of things to go to this game. Like, I mean, like I said, it would have to take like my own wedding, my, like if my parents got married again, or like, if like, you know, like a, my child being born, like there's like very few things that would make me miss a day like today. But you know, it is, it is, um, it's, it's gone. And all we could do is just think about how we would have spent the time. And I guess that's kind of what we're doing is like thinking, I already know that like my friend, uh, you know, Demetrio, uh, would have been spotting around the beers and, um, you know, it would have just been like, it's just like typical a tradition that we do every year. And I guess the, the like when we missed spring training, it kind of hurt. But I think this an opening day in Major League Baseball also kind of hurt. But this home opener where like today should have been the day where like we're getting ready to go to the stadium and party and do all this shit. Um, that's probably one of the worst. Uh, I guess one of the worst feelings. It sucks. Like we should be at the stadium getting ready to watch our team, but we're not. So. Um, let me brighten up the mood a little bit. Uh, so today's no opening day, uh, no opening day. And, uh, I mean, something good that has come out of this. I mean, I guess it's going to be Griffin Canning who started throwing again, which is good. And I mean, like I made that joke that this, uh, COVID has basically just been like helping the Yankees. Right. Cause, uh, they're like, they started getting, they started dropping like fr- flies during spring training and, um, we only had really one pretty big injury um, this off season or this spring training, and it was Griffin Canning. He kind of tweaked his elbow or something, and um, it looks like today, how ironic, he has been cleared to resume throwing, and it looks like he could be back on the mound at the end of the month. Um, gonna need a couple of weeks probably to get ready, and you know, like I said, he was shut down in spring training because it was just like th- there was a there was no ligament damage there was nothing it was just normal wear and tear i guess it was just extreme soreness or something or you know just maybe a tweak um but it's great it's great to have that guy healthy and i mean if it looks like he's gonna be ready at the end of the month that's just on schedule for you know when we think we're gonna get baseball back i mean there's so many reports of like uh this thing is gonna be worse than it is the worst day has yet to come blah 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 so i guess we won't know um until the time comes but Regardless, if we do play baseball in June, um, Griffin Canning will be ready. Um, another thing, Andrew Heaney uh, read an article about, uh, I think it was from Jeff Fletcher, OC Register. A uh, great article about how Andrew Heaney is spending his time. Uh, Andrew Heaney was supposed to be on the mound last Thursday, and I th- don't know how that matches up. I think he would have pitched Wednesday of this week, but I, you know, again, it's all not happening. So Andrew Heaney's just chilling in Oklahoma, basically, uh, enjoying his time out there, making a list of top 100 movies, um, and just waiting to get back on baseball, uh, the baseball field. Um, it says that he's been playing MLB the show with himself and that he's been terrible. So he finally can relate to what we've been playing with is, you know, I can't play with angels cause they don't have an ACE on MLB the show. Um, and it looks like he, he doesn't like he's saying that like he doesn't want to see anything drastic 
So, I mean, I think they, a lot of the players still want to play 162 games, and I think he's one of those guys that is ready for a full season. Um, but it also does look like he's down for, like, a 100-game season, which, I mean, if that's that's what you need from an ace is that, like, you know, it's less starts, but, I mean, there'll be more quality, uh, more quality starts from him. Um, let's see. He's a quote from Andrew Heaney. It's definitely not a normal season. So I can see the benefit of having an abnormal, abnormal playoff system. That would be exciting and intriguing. Um, I think there's a movement within baseball to start being a little more outside the box and not quite so traditional. It's very slow movement, but I think it's getting there, which is true. I mean, it is the perfect year to have a non-traditional playoff structure, um, because it's going to be a non-traditional season. So this could end up being like one of the wackiest years in baseball. And we might have a, world series winner if there is a world series and i think a lot of the times like people are just going to uh discount that they're going to be like oh well the you know a's won it in 2020 and that was the covid year blah 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 so um while it's cool to it is kind of a bummer to not have sports it is cool to see these guys in such high hopes and stuff and um you know griffin canning throwing heaney uh look getting excited for the season um, one bright side is though, cause like I said, I'm leaning more towards, they're going to cancel the season, right? That's my opinion. I think they're going to cancel it. I don't see how this gets better. They're going to have to start playing games. Um, think about it. The MLB season goes from March to October, six months, right? So if they start in June, right? Let's say, or like they say May, mid May, right? They'll go from mid May to around Thanksgiving time, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to have December, January off two months, really short time. And then February, they're going to have to right back on the ball for the 2021 season. I just don't see that happening. And that's if they start in mid may, right? If they delay it any further, I don't I, like, at what point do you think they stop uh, and just cancel it? Like when it starts to June, mid June, July, like a, Ju- July. a July 4th opening day. That'd be cool. That would be re- really cool. But I mean, it has to go July to January and then that they're just playing two years straight. Like but then I feel like if you go into January, all the, the teams back east where it snows, like oh yeah, they're fucked. Land. They're yeah. fucked. New York. But then here's the thing that I was thinking: if they start that late and they go into the snow days, you'd have to imagine that a lot of the teams are gonna like. So they can't play at Yankee Stadium. They can't play in Boston. They can't Colorado, do anything. They're gonna have to go to the West Coast, mm-hmm. which that's where we're at. So if you're telling me I can have Yankees. Dodgers at 7 p.m. and then immediately before that at Angel Stadium I can have Pirates Red Sox or something right that'd be sweet because you got to think about it they'll use our stadiums they'll use Arizona they'll probably use Seattle they'll probably use Tampa San Francisco San is pretty chilly but not nothing like the East Coast so they'll use Seattle San Fran LA LA San Diego, Arizona, uh, Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas, Tampa Bay. Um, is there another dome? Milwaukee, Miami. I think I think those are all the dome teams. So it looks like there's like about half the teams in the league are like going to be in fair weather or going to have a dome. Yeah. So that's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool to have like Yankees. Red Sox. Yankees, Red Sox in California. That would be so sweet. And then immediately after, Angels, Dodgers. Like, it would be – that would be cool. And I think that – I mean, it's cool to have a home stadium and everything, but I think sometimes shifting that 
this year, I think, at least this year, it should be normal. Um, but I, I think that's one of the things that, I don't know, it, it would be uh, cool. But like I said, I'm leaning towards they're going to cancel the season. July 4th opening day would be elite. But if it goes any further than that, I just don't see it happening. Um, one bright note, if they cancel the season, I'm going to put on my hater hat here. And um, Mookie Betts wouldn't be a Dodger at all. He just would lose a year. Like, they would start the pan. He would get 150. He played 150 games in 2019. He would get credit for 150 games in 2020. And then he'd be a free agent again. And I don't think the Dodgers are going to pay him again. So it would be so funny to see this freaking fan base that can't win anything. Keep going to the World Series, can't win. Stop wasting my time. Shots. And uh, to buy, like, I want to I want to interview a guy who bought a Mookie Betts jersey. And be like, hey, what's up? You bought a jersey? How's it going? Like, I mean, one, bold move to buy it for one year thing. And then two, if he doesn't even play. Like, that's why I'm kind of leaning towards the no season. Because then they lose Mookie. That's great content for me in this podcast. We have one year left of Albert, which is great. Um, we do lose Simmons, Castro, Tejera, and Lastella. I mean, whatever. We'll hopefully work something out with Simmons or we'll figure something out. Um, but I think the positives outweigh the negatives more. Um, gives time, gives guys time to heal up. You know, obviously Trout loses a year, which could be, you know, like a guy's going to be a Hall of Fame guy already, but you want to see what kind of, like he, he could have one of those careers where he's like, he put up, these numbers, these numbers, and look how they stack up all time. And then there's going to be like an asterisk, like didn't even play in 2020. Like he passed all these people, didn't even with one missing one season. So I think that would be a cool stat to have. Um, Bundy, I mean, Bundy was having a great spring training and he's like, you know, who knows what he's going to come back as. Um, Rendon, you know, Joe Adele, we basically delayed Joe Adele another year. You know, which is fine because he didn't debut last year, so he'll debut in 2021, which kind of helps for service time. Um, you know, so that's uh, that's the positives of that. I mean, there's obviously positives and negatives. We miss out on a year of baseball, whatever. But I think if we miss miss out on a year of baseball, if they announce it at the right time and we get the NBA like the next day, I think people will be okay with that. I, obviously, not everyone's going to be okay with it, but I think it'll be, you know, it sucks, but what are we going to do? Um, let's go to, let's go to the angels, uh, transactions. Um, I want to see some, uh, let's talk some transactions. I know they had a few, um, I'm getting it from a source, halo heaven, uh, com. They are, uh, I think they write for like SB nation or something. Yeah. So, um, they put out a podcast. It's pretty good. Go listen to it or not. I don't care. Listen to this one. Um, and they kind of had a story about Jim Edmonds health plus angels transactions, which I think could have been two separate stories, but whatever. Um, so the angels made the roster moves. I know rosters are frozen, but I mean, I guess they're planning to do them or something, but they, they signed Ben boom as a catcher and Dustin Peterson as an outfielder. Um, they released a grip of guys, right? A bunch of like low level guys, uh, one of them being Roberto Baldoquin, who was, I think, from the 2016 uh, year, I think. I can't remember, but he was uh, 2015. I think it was the year Vlad Jr. was out, and I know there was, like, some, like, 
some like discrepancies where like they're like we could have got Vlad Jr. but instead they got this guy. And I mean, while it would be cool to get Vlad Jr., I'm sure they had their reasons not to. Uh, they got Baldo Quinn and this guy just you know career hitter in the minors at 241, um, only nine home runs in five years. I mean, it's pretty rough, pretty rough for the guy. You hate to see a guy like that kind of spaz out, but that's like a Jerry Depoto leftover thing. So it does suck. Um, you know, he did get an eight million dollar bonus, which was the most at the time. But like I said, I mean we're probably never going to see him in the majors, so that's a bummer. Um, we moved Taylor Cole to AAA. We added Ryan Butcher to the 40-man, uh, optioned Hector Yan, who was throwing some gas in spring training, to high class A, which I think that's Inland Empire. I think that's right. And then uh, to AA in uh, Rocket City or Mobile. I don't, I don't know what. I don't know if they changed their name yet. Uh, Jared Walsh and, surprisingly, Michael Hermosillo. Uh, Hermosillo gets some time. He gets like a lot of time um, in the majors. Like when an outfielder goes down, um, Hermosillo steps up, and he's like he was like the fourth or fifth guy last year. But this is probably good news for Joe Adele. Um, it looks like Joe Adele took that Hermosillo spot, and it looks like Joe Adele is going to be the guy from going to Salt Lake to Anaheim back and forth. Um, some of the guys headed to Salt Lake: Luke Bard, Berea, Taylor Cole. Um, Kyle Keller, Ryan Butcher, Jose Quijada, uh, Ben Boom, and Jemai Jones, who looks like he's going to get a major league debut coming up. Uh, I don't think he has been called up yet, but it's going to be good to see Jam uh, in the majors. I know he's been in the minors for quite a while. Um, that's it for transactions. I think Baldo Quinn was probably the biggest one. And I think that now we're going to welcome on our guest. I know he's been kind of chirping in a little bit. Uh, but we have Diamondback fan Noah, who he is the host of my Mike and I podcast. He writes for Locker Room Sports. He writes for another football website that I'm not quite sure what it's called. So I'll let him. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself. No, What's up, Noah? Good. What's up, Max? Thanks for having me on. Yep. I write for it's last word on pro football, but I've run for a few other websites too. Just kind of you know test the waters out there and do everything. Yeah. Locker Room Sports though is for sure like. Lit. Most of my time is going, and yeah. you know, we're just building yeah. slowly but surely. I love that. Um, so you're a Diamondbacks fan. You want to kind of get into that, how uh, how it happened, how that happened, and then basically, okay, so answer, just let us know how the, how you became a Diamondbacks fan. So crazy story. The first game, baseball game I've ever watched in on TV, and this is back when we had those like big box TVs, kind of like this mm-hmm. one in our garage mm-hmm. right here, and it was like a small, probably like 15 inch. And we were back at the old house. Anyways, first game happened to be, I forgot what game number it was, but it was the Diamondbacks Yankees World Series. Mm. And I remember really digging the colors, really liking Randy Johnson, yeah. Luis Gonzalez, a few other players like that. And then they, I just continued to watch that series. They eventually won that series mm. in pretty dramatic fashion. Game seven, bottom of the ninth inning against Mariano Rivera. And I just thought, you know, the, the broadcasters kept bringing it up. Mariano was this great closer. Pinstripe Eddie's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> going to be fucking hot at this. No, I know. And, you know, I guess I guess technically that is a bandwagon because they won and I decided to be a fan of them. I mean, but, but at that age you were like, I don't know, what? Six. Yeah, exactly. Seven, so, no, yeah. seven. I mean, but, under 10 is like, I mean, <laughs> dude, like, don't get me wrong. I hate bandwagons. Like, mm-hmm. Like I, I've had a number of teams, right? That's my history. But like, mm-hmm. when I see an eight-year-old in a Niners jersey this year, I'm not gonna tell him like, "What the fuck, kid?" Yeah, because that's his dad's fault. 
Right. Um, <laughs> you know, raise your kids better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I don't consider that a bandwagon. Anything, yeah. anything under, anything pre high school, even high school, anything like sophomore year and lower. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know better, you know. But I mean, if you've stuck with them since then, then yeah, yeah. it makes you a fan. I'd say I'm kind of creating this thing of like what determines a fan, and I think five years of watching a team, I think five consecutive or whatever split up. I'd say consecutive, five, at least five consecutive years of a non-successful season, and you're still watching them. Oh yeah, yeah, we had more than those. Hoping, <laughs> if you're like still watching, hoping that they're going to be good, that makes you a fan. Yeah. Um, five years of shitty play. Yeah. Because obviously, five years of Super Bowls and World Series is like, obviously, like a bad season for the Yankees is like not making the playoffs mm-hmm. or like not making the ALCS, right? But for the Angels, like, a bad season would be under 500 mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, like, it, it, each team is, like, different, right? Because, like, whatever, the Patriots expect Super Bowls all the time. Yeah. So, if you have, like, while some people might think making the wild card or winning a first playoff game is successful, um, Patriots fans, like, probably want, like, Super Bowls and shit. So, like, they're that, – that was my they're thing. Spoiled. I think, yeah, like, if, yeah, if you yeah. have five years of, like, you think they're going to be – if you think they're going to win 100 games and they win, you know, 80 – Mm-hmm. Like that, and that that counts. But yeah, no, I wouldn't call it a bandwagon move, especially at six. No way, yeah. no way. No, yeah. So that I just been a fan of them ever since, and I really like their colors. I kind of hate how they went to the red and black. Still looks all right. So yeah, yeah, that's one of the things. The Pur- purple and teal, man. Purple, those must have been the best uniforms in the league. Yes. And then they went to red and black, which is the hat you got on now. And then they went to like gray. And like black and red and blue. Yeah, like, trying to know. do too much. I don't know the Twitter blue. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But I mean, if if you you should write a letter to fucking the Diamondbacks <laughs> and say, hey, go back to purple, right? You know, because that's the thing. So, um, so you're Diamondbacks fan because of the World Series. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, what do you think? Like, what's your like perception of like Angels? Angels Twitter. I know Angels Twitter. Don't answer that because Angels Twitter is a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Shout out, please, Billy Epler. Um, <laughs> but what's your perception on like the Angels? Because obviously you live in Anaheim or Orange or whatever. Um, what, what do you like them? Don't like them? I like them. I fuck with them. Yeah. It's down the street, it's hard not to like a team that's yeah literally in your backyard. I grew up in Santa Ana, moved to Orange right before high school. So you know, I would go to games, and it's it's a I would say it's a great atmosphere, even though you don't yeah. see a lot of fans. You could buy those cheap tickets for five, six dollars yeah. on that Game Time app now, and just walk around the stadium. You know, buy a beer, hang out with your friends, and you know, chances are, because we live in Orange County, you're gonna see other friends, whether it's from high school, yeah. from college, and you can meet up with them if you're on the Snapchat or Instagram. You kind of be like, oh yeah, let's meet up, let's just say hi. Yeah, that, whether it's a Budweiser patio, I get know. that all the time. Like I see a bunch of people that I'm like. I think the wor- the funniest thing is like when you see someone and you're like fuck I know I know this guy from somewhere, or a lot of the times I'll go and I'll look at my snap story and I'll be like oh this person's here this per-. I won't necessarily like reach out all the time but I'll be like oh this person's at the game like I'm at the game, um, yeah something I'm gonna miss like I was, I was just you just said that ticket thing I was like five or six bucks I think yeah. that's one of the best things about the Angels is yeah. that like a ticket sometimes on like a Tuesday, non promotional night non bobblehead night non whatever night you know it's like it's just um it, it's cheap it's like five bucks sometimes yeah. like a lot of the times a beer is more expensive than the ticket oh yeah 100%. and if you don't care where you sit which a lot of the times i don't right because usually i'll just stand in left field and just watch from there mm-hmm. um you know sometimes we do get 
hooked up on tickets in the Diamond Club by uh, one of our friends, Demetrio, who hooks us up. Shout out, D. And don't get me wrong, I love sitting in the Lexus Club, but a lot of the times, you know, because I can't afford those tickets all the time. Yeah, if I yeah. could, I would obviously sit there the whole time. But sitting in a, like standing in left field is the greatest thing. $6 ticket, $6 hot dog, uh, $15 beer, $10 parking. Like you have a great night with your friends for like 40 bucks. If you really like stay frugal or whatever, a couple beers can really hike the price up. But yeah, I mean, it's glad to hear. Like, I mean, because it's, it's hard. We do get a lot of fans from all over because mm-hmm. OC is like kind of like a melting pot. But uh, I mean, it does suck the. You know, Diamondbacks don't really come here, play here too often. Huh? No, it's Couple like every, times. every three, four years. Yeah. I know two years ago in the summer they had a two-game series in Anaheim and a two-year two-game series. In Will Arizona. you go to both? Um, yeah. Last that last time they came, I went to both games. Yeah. Okay. One was with my friend, the other one was like with my family. We did a whole thing, like ten people. Yeah, I know. Most the- most of my mom's side of the family is Angels fan. Oh, actually, it's pretty split, Angel Dodgers, yeah. but. The family that I talk to is disown. Yeah, I disown. Yeah. I would disown. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I have a Dodger fan in my family. I'm trying to think. Um, I have a few, and it's fun to go to those games. No, fuck. No. I would, <laughs> I, with my family, no way. Yeah. I, like I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Sometimes I prioritize like some of my friends who have like been there for me and like have, you know, uh, kind of like stepped up when I was going through things. Like, I kind of rank them over my family sometimes. <laughs> So like if my if I had a cousin that was a Dodger fan, I just wouldn't even go with them. They'd be like, You wanna yeah. go to the game and like rival? I'd be like, No, I wanna go I don't wanna go with you. <laughs> See, I don't For mind what? I don't mind. The no, cra- I just, crazy I story. I went to the Dimebacks Dodger game. I forgot I think it was two thousand eleven. This was back when Yasiel Puig had his first breakout year. Yeah, yeah. And this is back only when, breakout year. Yeah, his it's only, only breakout, breakout year. year. <laughs> he had his only breakout year and um Daniel no, Zach Kent no, Ian Kennedy was pitching for the Dimebacks. Yeah. He threw at Yasiel Puig first. Uh, Grinky was on the Dodgers. He responded. Huh. I forgot who he threw at, but then Ian Kennedy threw at Grinky, the pitcher. Yeah, and that led out to an all-out brawl. That's fire. And there was a pretty. There was a. It was. I forgot who was coaching the Dodgers at the time. It might have been. Was it Tory? What uh, year? 2011. 11 or 12. Yeah, I gotta look it up. Yeah, but it was fun. I Fuck I was surrounded by my Dodger fan uh, cousins. And yeah, I think my aunt was there too, and obviously Dodger fans. Well, because you because you up. guys are like, I mean, because they're that's like. Yeah. "Quote unquote, your rival." Technically, yeah, right? Because yeah. like yeah. you guys are in the same division, We've but had I'm, some beef. but I mean, it's been it's been rough because I mean they have been taking the division. Yeah, I mean a bunch of times. Dominant. And you got the Giants too, right? So I mean you're kind of in a tough like mm-hmm. spot, kind of like the Angels. Um, but yeah, I mean like it's cool to you know we have an equal enemy. Yeah, it's like, that's fun to know. be there though for sure. Yeah, like don't get, they're they're not all terrible, but it's just like kind of like um to to see like sometimes you know like. The fact that they were all going to be at Angel Stadium today is like something that I'm I'm glad now that we have coronavirus so that I don't, I don't have to see them. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Um, that's just one of the. I mean, it's cool. It's cool to get fans from all over. Like, I want to eventually have like, so like if the you know about my video series that I was going to do mm. or still going to do. I don't know what's going to happen with baseball, but I mean, when we play the Diamondbacks or if we played them, like you're one of the people I would want to have on. Yeah. I don't know any famous Diamondback fans or whatever, maybe like Blake Shelton or something, but like I would have you on at the, at the end of the game. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's from Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of the things that, um, like, I would have you on at yeah. the end of the game, and I'd be like, "Hey, here with Noah, whatever. We beat the Diamondbacks ten zero, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's cool, man. I'm trying to think of uh, one thing. Who, I'll add who, to. Who's like? Okay, good. I was gonna say I partially root for the A's. 
I know we're in the same AL West division because yeah. my dad's always been an A's fan. AL and L team, I'll let it slide. Yeah, but um, so you know, I have some A's gear. I've always kind of yeah. They're my second team, essentially. I mean, they also do have one of the best. Uh, when they do that Kelly Green combo. That's hard. It's hard to play against. Yeah. And it's hard not to root for them when they're wearing that Kelly <laughs> Green and white pants, white yeah. shoes. I think Sean Manea was wearing it when he threw his no-hitter. Um, but that's just one of the top five uniforms Jersey, in baseball. Yeah. Like that, That is – they have elite. Um, I, again, no bad blood with the A's for me. No no bad blood with the Rangers. No bad, bad blood with the Mariners. It's really, and again, even until last year, I didn't really hate the Astros, right? I knew baseball is like a marathon. It's not a sprint. You can't, you know, it's not an MMA fight. It's a boxing fight. It's 12 rounds. It's, you know, so I didn't really have, like, me hating the Astros is a lot different than, like, me hating the Steelers. Because Steelers, you see them twice a year. And, like, you want to beat them both times. Yeah. You play these teams 15, 20 times. Like, the numbers are just, you're going to probably be around 500 or if you're really dominant one year or you're playing the Mariners, you're going to be way over 500. Yeah. Um, but until last year, like I didn't like, I, now I really despise the Astros and I don't know any Astro fans, but if I do, like, I doubt they're going to have any comebacks and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's again, terrible that we're still talking about this, but they've really flown under the radar. This whole COVID thing. I mean, they might as well have started it. Yeah. Cause look, man, Astros plot. Yeah. This could be Astros conspiracy. Cause look, if they cancel a season, A.J. Hinch and Ludnow or whatever, they're Forgotten about reinstated. Yeah, like, oh, their yeah. one year is served. And it's like, I mean, I guess technically they did serve one year because there's no baseball played. But they essentially didn't miss anything. Yeah. And they can go right back. I don't know if they'll get jobs, but they, they're eligible to go right back probably right around, you know, October or whenever. Um, who is uh, one of your – I mean, don't say Randy Johnson. Um, <laughs> let's say – let's go who's your favorite Diamondback all time. And current. All time, that's a tough one, but I'm going to lean towards Luis Gonzalez. Okay. Obviously having yeah. the Game 7 World Series hit. He only played for a certain amount of time there with the Arizona. I feel like, you know, Arizona, Oakland, mm-hmm. you have a good player, but you only keep him for five, six years before you have to pay him a big yeah. contract. So that's something that's typically happened in their past. And, and then, honestly, on, the, on their new team, it's kind of hard to pick players because I feel I like I last like... year they've had such high turnover. Yeah. Um. You know, right now I'm a really big fan of their third baseman, uh, Eduardo Es. I think his last, first name is Eduardo. I know his last name's Escobar. He's pretty okay. dope. We got him in a trade from the Twins, and you know he's been pr- producing. Um, it's hard not to like some of the outfielders too. David Peralta. Yeah. He's really nice, and Cattell Marte, man, he really. Yeah. You he, know. He's good. I forgot who they sent to Seattle, but they got back. Can tell mm-hmm. Marte, and I was like, man, who is this guy? He's, he's some scrub shortstop. We already have Nick Ahmed. You know, like, what's the He's play? good. Yeah, yeah he's a like pretty him. good fielder, but, like, what are we going to do with Marte? Yeah. You know, he's been super versatile. Like, I think he even received M- MVP. I know he did. Yeah. Received MVP votes for I'm the NL to, last I'm year. I'm trying to think here because the way that I, like, kind of get to know uh, players really is, like, through cards and stuff. Yeah. And there's some names that I that I remember. Like, I'll, I'll associate a player mm-hmm. by the value of his base, baseball card. Yeah. I know, like, uh, Duplantier is a pretty yes. good pitcher. Um, and then you guys got Bumgarner, the, yeah. the fucking was rodeo guy. Yeah. So, I, I know Nick Ahmed is one of the names that, like, he's not really a star, but he's – Defensively. He's solid. a household name. Like I feel like he's a poor man's um, And you guys got, I mean, one of our guys, Cole. Yeah. Cole Calhoun, who's uh, 30 on the other side of 30, but, I mean, he's great defender. Mm-hmm. Um, 
2018, he really struggled at the plate first half. But, Last year like, he was, was one of the guys that, like, Angels fans love this fucking guy. Yeah. And I was like, why? I was like, he's not, a, he's not a, like, a sob story. Like, he's like... He's just a lefty who can't hit. He's yeah. 5'10". Like, I don't, he's like, I don't know. What's, a, what's to like about him? He's friends with Trout. Like, I mean, there's yeah. nothing to like about him. But He's a white dude who plays hard, though. I feel like it's easy to He's get like him. fucking Brett Gardner. I don't like Brett Gardner. <laughs> Fuck but, Brett Gardner. But I feel like, you know, especially in Orange County, like, other white people will be like, oh, yeah, like, we like that guy. Yeah. He, I, he hustles. That's you know? exactly what it is, I think. And now <laughs> he's, he's going, he's from, he played at ASU, I think. Mm-hmm. So now he's uh, going to be back home, which is, I mean, good for him, man. I, like, obviously... All kidding aside, I, I didn't like the guy who's a douchebag, but mm-hmm. um, again, I don't want him to go on a shitty team. Um, yeah, looking at your roster, it's like pretty young. Um, yes, really who's young. the other guy? You guys have like Alec, Alex something, Alec Thomas, Alec Yasmani Thomas. No, it's like human? he's a prospect. His name is mm. I think it's Alec Thomas, mm. who like he's someone that you should uh, like you t- you sound you sound like super. Oh, Alec with a K. That's why. Hmm. So Alec Thomas, he's not familiar for the Diamondbacks. This kid's gonna be good. He's yeah. he's uh, I think he's like 19 right now. Um, if he doesn't get traded or whatever, but if he's still on the team, come his call up time, this kid's good. He's he was born in 2000, so I mean that makes me feel old to shit. Yeah. Um, but he he is good. You should keep an eye on him. Um, as a Diamondback, and then uh, like I said, there's a bunch of good teams. Um, obviously. This question's always fun for me because as an Angels fan, like, it's just who's your favorite player? Who's your favorite all-time? Who's your favorite current? It's like Trout for both, you know? Like, yeah. it's just so – but for, like, um, other teams, obviously, like, Trout could probably still be your favorite player, but it is cool to hear these other names, um, yeah. Luis Gonzalez and um, who's the other guy? Uh, Eduardo. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't really know – I don't really know much of him. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's, like, Ecuadorian or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um South America. Something like that. I mean, but like <laughs> um yeah, that's cool, man. That's good to hear. Uh now we're gonna get into uh basically getting into our top five ballparks um all time that we've attended. And um yeah, I'll let you kick it off. You could start at five and then work oh you'll go five, I'll go five, okay. four, four, three, three, one, two, two, one, one. Okay. Um so I'll, I'll start with five. I'm going to go with Arizona, Chase Field. Okay. When we were talking about a pre, pre-recording, pre I actually forgot about I, that I went to Chase Field. But it's nice. There? You know, it's they have the roof. I went during the summer. I actually went for my birthday two years ago, mm-hmm. and I saw goals from a home run, which was uh, pretty cool against the Giants. Yeah, but it's it was, crazy that he's, he's gone, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah like get, it, that man, sucks. I'm telling you, such fast turnover. It sucks. But, you know, super cool because on that day in Phoenix, it was 120 degrees. It was like 118, 119. It's too hot. Way too hot, right? Yeah. But you go inside and it's like a huge mall. You know, it's like you walk in. There's the store. There's a bunch of. There's a really yeah. a lot of cool food places, and you're just in a dome essentially. And then at the end of the game, they had uh, it was already like nine o'clock by the end of the game, almost ten. Yeah. They had a fireworks show because it was Friday night. Do they do it above the roof? Or so like they open, inside. They open the roof, and then it was like the parking garage across the street. Oh, okay, they just the shoot them yeah, up. Yeah, they shoot them up okay. off the top floor. That's cool. So um, cool. I've I've flown over it. I've driven by it. I've never been to Chase Field, but it is uh, on the bucket list. It's only like six hours away, so it's one of those things where like I can figure it out if uh, you know if like one of the things you know if it doesn't you know if the Angels play there, I'll go. But it's only six hours away. It's not yeah. bad. That's really good. Uh, my number five is going to be Nationals Park. Uh, I went there back in 2015, I think, 
Um, I went to DC by myself. I don't know why. I went to like Mexico to visit some family, and then I was like, I'll just go from Mexico to DC, fucking whatever, just see the sights and shit. And uh, I went to DC by myself. I went to two games, and it was uh, it was like Bryce Harper's. I think that was like the first, like the year before he struggled, right? So it was cool to see Harper. It was cool to see the presidents. One of the cool things they had is like the presidents running. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. run the race. And uh, something that like you don't really notice is like at Nationals Park, man. Like you see a lot of. It's a game I like to play. It's called "Is That Her Dad or Her Boyfriend?" because it's a lot of dudes in their old ages like 50s and shit like sugar daddies exactly but like it could also be her dad (laughs) right so like um because like the whole like there was like some senator there and he was supposed to be a big deal yada 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 and the stadium's overall cool it's just kind of like in the middle it's like off to the side of dc so it's not near downtown it's kind of like a 20 15 minute ride away Mm -hmm. um but yeah it is cool to see like i mean some of the girls there are just dropped it like tens yeah but they're with like an 80 year old wow and you're like grandpa or boyfriend you don't know so <laughs> that's my number five nationals park bryce harper uh toss the ball you know like in between innings they'll throw they'll play yeah. catch i'll th- toss, toss the ball to the stands i had this i bought the seat purposely like right near the field just so i can try to get one or try to get him to sign something and so he threw a ball at me, headed my way. Could have snagged it, but there was a bunch of kids around. I just let them get it. But wow. For the record, I could have taken it if I wanted to, yeah. but I didn't want to. You're a good dude. Okay. Yeah, no. I, I, I should. And then Come I, to- I told someone, you. I was like, I, I was like, oh, I, I let someone else grab it. And they're like, when, the, when are you going to go back to D.C.? When, are you gonna, when is Bryce going to throw you another ball? And I was like, oh, you're, you're right. Yeah. Should have taken it. So uh, <laughs> that's my number five. We'll go to number four. Number four for me, Kansas City Royal Stadium, Kauffman Stadium. Um, pretty cool that they shared the parking lot with Arrowhead. Where the Chiefs play? It's kind of like a uh, Oakland. Yeah, yeah. They share the Oracle. parking lot, yeah. and and so in 2017, I was working for a moving company, and we moved someone over to Kansas City. We had some downtime there. It was during the summer, and so I got to catch a Kansas City Royals game. Wow, super dope because they have you know I like sitting on the upper deck, but like right behind home plate, mm-hmm. so you get a good view of like the backdrop. And they have these nice like Kansas City is very hilly. Yeah, in, in that area, and so you see like nice hills in the background. They have the huh. the giant crown, and then they have the yeah. fountain in yeah. left field. So overall, just really dope environment. And I just remember like really being that's sweet. I've never yeah. been there. I I don't know why I'd ever go to Kansas City. Maybe for like a Chiefs game. Yeah, and uh, this might be the year. I guess. I mean, I don't know because uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go to a Chiefs game. That looks like a mess. <laughs> but I would want to go to a Royals game, and yeah. I know the Angels play them frequently. So I think. Kaufman's definitely on my list. I just don't know when I'm ever going to be in Kansas City, to be yeah. honest. And uh, those stadiums are really built to be disaster-proof to withstand tornadoes, obviously, because they're really? shelters oh. uh, for when, obviously, those things come their way. So it's it's trippy to see their architecture on the outside because it looks, like, freaking massive compared to Angel Stadium. Yeah. Huh. Oh, all right. My number four uh, is going to be Angel Stadium. It's, uh, it is my home stadium. It is one that I've been to hands down the most amount of times. Um, now that you say that, Angel Stadium is a little more flat than Kaufman. I feel like Kaufman kind of like goes up, mm-hmm. like kind of like a vase, and then Angel Stadium is kind of like a bowl. Um, and Angel Stadium is great, man. I think it's great. Like, like we were talking about earlier, six dollars to get in on like a perfect perfect date night on like a Thursday. Yeah. Right. Six dollars to get in. Again, if it's non promotional, if it's a promotional one, it's probably like twenty twenty five dollars. You get a bobblehead, sell that thing for thirty bucks. You actually make money. Um, and it's just great, man. It's obviously, you know, there's not a lot of 
restriction in terms of like where you can sit or like where uh, you can go. I think the only one is like the Lexus dugout club and then probably like the suite section. Again, every stadium is going to be like that, but for the most part, anywhere else is like fair game. Yeah. You want to go behind the dugout? Fair game. You want to go behind, you know, the center field wall? Fair game. You can go anywhere. Um, so that's mine. I mean, it's obviously biased. And I, again, I haven't been to a ton of stadiums, but that's number four for me. Um, I got to put it up there. Yeah. So. And one thing I'll say too, it's relatively new, but at night in the night games, the Arctic, like if you're like sitting yeah. behind home plate, you back. can see that. And yep. it's like a really nice backdrop. It's cool. Sure. You can see the Honda. Yeah. Or I call it Arrowhead, but you can see the Honda Center and you can see that train station, the Arctic, which mm-hmm. lights up. I think it's red on like home games and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's always cool. It's always cool to see that stuff. And I mean, it's great when it snows. Ooh, uh, yeah, clear days. There's a ton of pictures. Like when it snows, you can see the mountains like in the far, far back. Mm-hmm. It looks great. So that's my number four. Let's move on to number three. Number three, I'm going to go with Petco Park, San Diego. Okay. I just really like the atmosphere where you kind of walk in and you're already in the stadium as soon as you enter their gate and it's they kind of block off the couple couple streets yeah, yeah a couple yeah. streets it's kind of you've been there before yep. and in right field they have the park behind and they have a big screen if you want to just chill on the lawn and watch game that way it's pet friendly and just walking around the stadium it's super nice you could tell it's a relatively newer stadium but they put a lot of money into it the left field seating is pretty cool too yeah. how it looks like um you know apartment buildings or whatever that you're sitting out on the the patios of mm-hmm. off the uh, what do you call those the things uh, that hang out yeah, from like a, it's like they have like a rest it's like a restaurant it's like yeah. a balcony yeah basically balcony, it's I'm like a bal- balcony you can go to yeah um and then the backdrop too i mean you can't go wrong with the backdrop it's it's yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna tag i'm gonna tag team with you on this one i think petco is my number three too mm-hmm. it is uh for the young fan right like if you're like 20 yeah. 20 or not 20 if you're 21 22 23 whatever in your party phase yeah i think petco is the Riding best gas too. Da- downtown san diego is a nightmare for most for most of you that know me you know my history with downtown san diego and um i'd say that this was one of the things again maybe not the cheapest ticket but it is one of the most modern baseball experiences where you go to your seats and let's say you go to the bathroom on the way to the bathroom you're going to pass three or four five beer stands and it's going to be craft beer it's going to be pacifico it's going to be a bunch of different beers the food is excellent they have a ton of different like they have new food options they have like chinese fusion they have you know everything you could like whatever you're craving they have it there and i think uh with tatis being a star now and you know they have manny machado and you know they're actually if the if they were good that could easily be one of the priciest tickets in baseball just because of the Go out, have yeah. a beer, and then as soon as the game's over, party's not over, mm-hmm. right? Angel Stadium, if you, like the game's over, you want to keep drinking, you kind of got to Uber somewhere and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Petco, you don't have to; do, you just walk. You literally walk out of stadium and like you're into a bar. Like yeah. it's just, it's so easy, it's so simple. Petco, easy top five stadium for me. Yeah. Um, Real quick before we go to two, funny story about Petco. Golf. I went when they played. I forgot what year it was, but they're giving out Trevor Hoffman jerseys, just those like rec yeah, like, yeah. Uh, mesh jerseys. Yep. And um, I got four of them. And oh, right wow. after, I went with my girlfriend. It was actually for my birthday that week. We went to Gaslamp. I was carrying around four. You know, Trevor, I was wearing yeah. one and then had carrying four th- other ones. Okay. So I actually had five. But I sold all four at different clubs. They're yeah. like, oh, they were giving those away. And there was a lot of natives that yeah. wanted some. And the most I sold for one was um, was for 20 
But all the other ones I sold for like 10, 15. Yeah, but that's like that's, yeah, it was a nice, free drink. You know? Yeah, like, it was a nice little. Uh, that's cool, man. Like I, 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 I like doing that. I, yeah. I actually, it's a topic for a different podcast, but on promotion days, dude, there'll yeah. be some fucking scumbags, man. They just go, and I, I used to do this, so I guess I'm a scumbag. But they'll just buy like again. There was like a trick that you could do, where you buy one, you buy two tickets, right? You get two tickets, right? You scan the first ticket, right? And then you flash the other ticket. Don't scan the second one. You flash the other ticket and you say, look, I have two. So they scan one ticket, you show the other one, and then you get two bobbleheads, right? You, yeah. go, you go, you leave the stadium, you go to your car, get back in line. You scan the second ticket that wasn't scanned before, and then you flash the first one that was already scanned, and you're like, oh, look, I have two. They give you another two bobbleheads, go back to your car, do that. Essentially... I've seen people do this up to four tickets. Wow. Right? But with like two, so with two tickets, you just got four bobbleheads. Right? Mm-hmm. And if there's people out there willing to do it, I know I think now they change the procedure, but before, like, because I did That's it a couple, crazy, I did yeah. it a couple times with three tickets, so I ended up getting like nine bobbleheads out of three tickets. Um, but yeah, like now on promotional days, you'll see angels, you'll see angels people just go get the promotion mm-hmm. and then head straight. Like they'll go with like a garbage bag. And then they'll just take a bunch of bobbleheads and then sell them. Yeah. Huge market for bobbleheads. Yeah. What I like um, to do is like fish for people who leave them like towards the end of the games. Yeah. And you, if you're around an area, I remember when they did the Vladimir Guerrero bobblehead. I have like four of them in my room. Yeah. Just so many people are leaving them under their I'm gonna need. I'm going to need one. I was like, bro, what do you, like Vladimir Guerrero is one of the best angels. Yeah. Like, how no, you gonna... I, I like doing that with uh, full ticket stubs. Yeah. I love grabbing ticket stubs after a game. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go on to number two. Uh so just a recap, you have Chase, Kaufman, Petco. I have Nationals Park, Angel Stadium, Petco. And yeah. then we'll go to number two. Number two, AT&T Park. I think now it's called Oracle Park, right, where the Giants play. Okay. Super beautiful, right on the freaking water. Yeah. The bays in McCovey the back. Cove. Covey yeah. Cove, right? You have the people in kayaks, you know, waiting for That's home funny, run yeah. balls. It's, it's, an un- it's an environment unlike any other. I will say it's number two, not number one, because I sat in some – really tight seating i feel like the seating yeah. is like tight you know most like a hockey are relatively stadium. tight yeah. yeah like a hockey stadium that's yeah. a good way to put it where it was just like i'm not a huge dude but like i have pretty yeah yeah, yeah. i'm, I'm kind of the same i'm like not the yeah. biggest guy but and if it's tight for me it's yeah. probably tight for a lot of my friends too exactly so. Imagine that's that, crazy yeah so it was but it's super nice i mean there's no other place where a stadium's right on the water like that so that, yeah. that has to be my number two that's a good pick i haven't been there yet again interleague play like we don't really play the giants that much yeah i mean you know, i have just haven't been there so mm-hmm. that's on the list again six hours away as well uh my number two is gonna be yankee stadium nice. uh the new one i can't say i've been to the old one i don't recall but i went jeter's last year and then i went again in 2018 i think mm-hmm. so it was cool to see it was like that time when like jeter was like missing some games and like not really playing every game, but he was like playing every other game or something. Um, that place is cool. It, it, they were one of the first. I mean, obviously the history there is like it's filled with history, right? It's the placards, whatever, all that stuff yeah, is great yeah. to see. Um, the pinstripes are truly like I don't know. It's weird when you see them in person. It's just different. It's just a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, my girlfriend and I went there in 2018. She actually got a ball. The Angels were playing there. She got a ball signed by Trout, which was. Like, it was like it was like we only have one chance to get it. He signed it. It was cool. And then um, yeah, so it's cool. It's it's all overall great stadium. You get the vibe of like New York. You get all the history, all the fans and stuff. And like one of the things, like one of the things, a negative I'd say, is that it's very restrictive. It's very 
you paid for this seat, mm. you better be in this seat. Yeah. You're in the bleachers, you better stay in the bleachers, blah, blah. So, <clears throat> um, other than it being restrictive, obviously the Yankees are always going to be up there when it comes to baseball. And uh, that's my number two. It's great. It's easy to take a train right to the stadium. Food's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's packed. It's Maybe being packed all the time is also kind of a negative. But, I mean, what do you expect when it's the, it's the Yankees? Yeah. So, now we're moving on to our top ballpark that we've been to live. Yeah, number one has to be Bush Stadium for the St. Louis Cardinals play. Both my number one and number two, what I really like is, like, the brick outside the stadium. Yeah, and it just yeah. kind of gives that feel of, like, an older school ballpark. Mm-hmm. So, St. Louis is super cool in that, in a sense. And... I went on a Monday afternoon. It was actually a makeup game. I think they had like a yeah. – it was just one game that they were making up. From what were you doing night. in St. Louis? So I was also in that Missouri trip okay. when I moved someone to Kansas City. It was a weird move where we had like four days in between because they had to move stuff there and move stuff back. Okay, I but got But in you. that four-day period, I was able to catch a Royals game and a Cardinals game because it's across the state, three-hour drive. Yeah, yeah. You know, made that drive. And it was, like I said, a Monday afternoon game at 1 o'clock. I thought empty. it was going to be yeah. empty. No, it had 40,000, more than 40,000 yeah. people in the stands, almost sold out <laughs> on a Monday afternoon. So I thought that was pretty crazy. Very similar to Petco, too, around the stadium. They block off the four streets that surround the stadium. Yeah. So people are walking. It's like, you know, drinking beer. The left field patio is now actually connected to the stadium. It's actually mm-hmm. across the street. Yeah. You can watch the game there. Okay. Um, super cool, though. And they, it's very historical, too, like with the Yankees. They have a lot of their older players, yeah. retired numbers, plaques. Mutual. Yeah. All this stuff. It was super nice. I've been there. I haven't been to a game there, but mm-hmm. I've been to St. Louis on business, and it looks cool. But, yeah. I, again, like I haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the backdrop. Just like drove by. Yeah. yeah. But St. Louis Arch. Like, probably man. top five backdrop there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, one of the, okay, so that's, that's a really good number one. I haven't been there. I really hope I can go – but again, a lot of your, I think all yours are NL. So mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have Kaufman. Uh, Kaufman was AL. Kaufman's AL, but the rest of them are NL. So I wouldn't really have reason to go to a bunch other than Petco. Yeah. Um, my number one is gonna be Wrigley, Wrigleyville. Um, it's just when I was there, it just took a while to hit me that I was like, dude, I'm in. They played baseball here in the 20s or like what are the 30s yeah, or whatever. Yeah. No, it was weird. It was so weird. Obviously, they're now transforming the outside to be um like more modern like they have like uh so outside of the stadium there's like a section where you can play cornhole beer pong or whatever like those little like yard games that you see at breweries and then i think ricketts is that the owner i think so he's turning the building right across the street into a hotel like good luck getting a room there it's probably gonna be mad expensive yeah but it is cool to kind of see them modernize the stadium um but just like bush stadium um across the street there's like bleachers on top of a building, mm-hmm. not connected to the stadium. And you can watch the game from like basically the rooftop of another building, look down and watch it from there. Yeah. Again, very restrictive stadium at Wrigley. Um, we scalped some tickets to get in. I was there for a work trip Friday, 1 p.m. game, right? Packed. Yeah. Packed like sardines. And um, we scalped some tickets, got in. We bought, like, it was four of us, so we bought two tickets, um, two tickets, like, together, and then the other two separate, Mm -hmm. but we're just like, whatever, we'll just find some seats, it's Friday, people are still at work, and uh, so we just found four seats, kind of like at the first base level, pretty good seats, and um, it's like the fifth inning, we're like, oh, we made it, we're good, we're good, you know, like, whatever, and... um, the, the guy fucking we're gonna play this game again like boyfriend or 
grandpa. And this guy shows up with like two or three chicks. It's like the fifth inning. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you yeah. can't do that. Like after the fifth inning, these are mine now. No, I know, like, it's more yeah. than half the game. Like they're mine. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty crazy to see, but it was like Wrigley. One of the things I didn't like as well is like they would hit a single, and you could have you could have sworn they won the World Series, but it was just like a single. It was like yeah, yeah. terrible. So Wrigley is my number one. Obviously, it's great to see like the IV and everything, mm-hmm. and like they have the seat blocked off where that guy was. What's his name? Uh, oh, Steve Bartman or something. Yes, yes. Where Steve he Bartman. tried to interfere. They have that Damn, seat. Nobody sits there. It's crazy. It's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, but, yeah, it's cool. I mean, Wrigley's number one. So, my, my top five was Wrigley number one, Yankee Stadium number two, Petco number three, Angel Stadium four, Nationals Park five. Uh, yours was Bush Stadium, AT&T, Oracle Park, Petco, Kauffman, and Chase. Mm-hmm. Pretty good top five. I want to I talk to some people that have been to other stadiums. Like, I haven't been to Fenway. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that would be up there if I had been there. And I haven't been to Camden, which I heard is also a great park. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think what else, what other park I want to go to. I think the next one on my list is probably going to be, uh, like, I've driven by Minute Maid. I haven't been there. Um, I've driven by Colorado. I want to go there, too. Coors there's Field. one I want to go. I want to yeah. go to Coors Field. That, that's probably on my list. Maybe I'll do that for next episode. It's top five parks I haven't been to Yeah. Um, that I want to. Uh, Miami looks fun, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's going to wrap us up here. Uh, you have anything else you want to say to Diamondbacks fans or to Angels Twitter? No, just, you know, hopefully, like you said, baseball comes around soon. Even if it's a 100-game season, an 80-game season, seven-game doubleheaders, I just want to see some baseball because, you know, my goal is to knock out all 30 MLB stadiums, build a scrapbook, you know, I keep the ticket stubs. Um, So trying to do that, I was trying to add some more this year. It would have been a good year to do it too, whether it's Seattle or Coors or somewhere kind of close to us. But, um, yeah, you know, just keep your head up and, like you said, be productive. Do whatever you. Yeah, I mean, if you, if, if you come out of this quarantine without a hobby yeah. or without something to do, or you don't something. like time, you like discipline. Exactly, I saw that tweet. <laughs> that was a great tweet. Um, my friend Noel. Now that you say that, keeping tickets out. One of my friends, Noel, him and his lady go to a bunch of stadiums and yeah. they <clears throat> collect like those uh, ball. Like it's like a baseball, but it's not like a real baseball. It's mm-hmm. like a plastic one with the team logo on it. Yeah, I think they sell them at all the stadiums. So that's a uh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I, I actually eventually want to do that too. I'll pr- I mean, I'd like to do it in like a year, which would be maybe like when I retire or something. Yeah. But I'll get it done eventually. Um, that's gonna be it for this week's Rocks and Outfield. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, real quick before I go, uh, got to give out a hot, uh, Halo of the Week, and I'm gonna give that to Griffin Canning. He's gonna start throwing again this week. Should be on the mound at the end of April. That's gonna go to Griffin. Uh, Halo of the Week. Um, once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, you know, if you're still here, thank you. Uh, follow us on Twitter at rocks in the OF, uh, rate review, subscribe on Apple iTunes. And like I said, if you leave a review, screenshot it, tweet it at me and I'll make sure to send you something. And you know, it might be small, could be a jacket, could be a signed ticket, could be signed card, could be something, but it will be something. Um, leave a review, screenshot, shout me out. Um, and keep an eye out for those giveaways. Like I said, still, uh, you know, no baseball, but keep your heads up. Um, we, you know, the day we have it back, I'll put out a podcast and we'll all celebrate and, you know, we can all have one big meet and greet at angel stadium or something. Um, Mm. but as for now, stay safe, stay inside and, uh, take the picture 450. (laughs) Um, I'll catch you guys later.